Hey everyone, Mia Paulus here with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to build organizational culture within your organization. So not only how, but also what it is and why you need to do that. So let's go ahead and cue up the music and then we'll get started. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Okay, so culture is really quite loosely defined. There's lots of different spends on it, different definitions of it. And so the one thing as far as like what culture is for you is to make it your own. And uh, I'm going to go into some of the elements that really compose your culture and we'll go into it. And then based on what you define those as, that those all go into uh, your own culture, how to be true to your company and, and yourself and and what your purpose is within your organization. So it could be everything from like your belief structures within your organizations, you know, the values you have, the communication mechanisms you have, the leadership and their, um, you know, what they encompass and their behaviors. And, and uh, it also includes more just tangible things, you know, um, the way you if you throw parties or you have the way you communicate with things or the different games you might play with an organization, um, celebrations, what things you acknowledge or recognize within your employees. So all of these elements go into your organizational culture. And um, I uh, often reference this, but over the last, in the beginning of this year, I went through a process of um, writing a book on purposeful focus and, and really focusing on those foundational elements that make up a company. So as a founder or a visionary, um, what is the process you need to go through to understand those foundational elements so that then you can portray your vision to your company? And uh, as I went through this process, I started to realize that if, if the only thing organizations have is the the exchange of money. So whether that be through employees or through customers, then really greed is the only bond there. And if you listen to my podcast on Tuesday, I talked about the millennial generation, which is the future of our workforce and how they have it. Like there's a need of, I mean, all of us as humans have this need, but uh, they especially need to feel like they belong to an organization, feel like they have purpose. And, um, and so culture is really how to portray if they want to align with you or not. And then if they do that, that is what creates the longevity um, and less turnover within organizations. And so it's very critical to have these elements in place so that you can create an environment where you're attracting the right people into organization and they want to stay. Uh, I think there's a, a trend now as employers are like, oh, people just quit anymore. It's too hard to get employees. And employees are like, employers don't care. And there's just this, tug of war now where all they care about is just give me a paycheck and I'll go home. And so now there's a movement to quit your nine to five. And so they do. And then a lot of times people aren't fulfilled even there because they don't have, because people like to work with people. They like to get behind other people's visions. They like to work in groups and teams. And if we're all just solopreneurs and all just freelancers, there's again, a full disconnect there because you know, we don't get it through social media. We might not get in our families if we're always on our cell phones. Now we're not getting it in the workplace. So where do we get those emotional connections? And so I really put a lot of weight on us as employers to create that culture that people not only can survive in, but thrive in and want to be a part of. And um, even when times get tough, uh, like a lot of businesses we're experiencing right now, and when those times are tough, um, culture 
can actually, um, if you have a strong culture, they're going to be able to get through those tough times with you. And they're going to trust you and know that this is what's needed to survive certain times in your company. And But if you have a toxic culture, then you're dealing with turnover at the same time. And then it just spirals your business to um, not being successful at all. So the only way to get through these turbulent times is hopefully you started out with a strong culture to begin with. Um, because if you started out with a toxic culture, most likely you're really struggling right now if you have turnover and different things as well. All right, so that's kind of kind of setting the framework for um, organizational culture. And I'll actually just mention one more thing is about um, embracing differences. Um, like when I talk about diversity, to me, it's it's more about all the different experiences and strengths and and weaknesses that everybody brings to the table, but need to to align with your your value structure within your organization, your vision, and and really purposes need to complement one another. And I'll get more deeper in that here in just a minute. But all of those things are critical to um, create the diverse workplace that you want, because it's the, the it's the elements of all that diversity that makes uh, magic within an organization that creates innovation and and uh, momentum. So. Um, it, uh, it's I, pre- prepping for this podcast. I was reading a couple blog articles on culture and they were so boring. And I was like, man, culture isn't supposed to feel structural or boring. It, it um, for instance, a lot of times companies, it's easy to focus on our competitors and be like, oh, oh, they're doing this. So I need to do this. And, and we get stuck with like, oh, no, they're going this direction. I probably need to go that direction. And we don't come into our own element and be true to who we are. Just like as individuals, we need to be true to ourselves and our purpose. Same thing with organizations. You need to be true to yourself and your purpose and create your own journey because that's how you stand out. If you're just trying to be a clone of your competitors, then you aren't going to stand out and you're going to then struggle. And it's like this, this snowball effect of going in the wrong direction. And so... Um, and so I think this culture is the foundational piece with an organization because it will get you through those tough times um, that so many of us are experiencing right now. So really the first phase to really understanding your culture is um, really understanding your purpose, your values, and your vision within your organization. So your purpose is really why you do what you do, why you get up in the morning. So as a founder, like what is what is the reason that you started the organization. And I can tell you like for mine, it is to be true to my purpose and to inspire others to be true to their purpose. So as we have businesses that work with us, like we want them to be their true organization. Um, just same same with the people within them, to be true to themselves. If they're not supposed to be in a, in a workplace that they know they should have quit two years ago, like why are they still there? Like the more we're true to ourselves, then the world creates a natural balance um, within itself. There's less contention and toxicity um, that I think we all can do a little less of. Um, so that's that's kind of the purpose element of um, the culture. And then values. Obviously, uh, it's important to have values that people can get behind and live and and believe. If you're attracting employees that don't believe in it, I can guarantee you that they, you will um, you will create a toxic culture from that. Um, and purpose, people can come into your organization with different purposes. Uh, like for instance, when people come into mine, like maybe it's to have the balance to be able to be home, um, some with their kids, some to have the flexibility to go pick up their kids from school. Um, there's different reasons people have purposes for being here. And as long as they complement one another, then it's okay to come to organizations with different purposes. But vision 
is the third element um, of the foundational pieces within organizations. And vision, you do have to align with, like you do have to get behind. And so again, employees need to, be able to get behind your vision because if they don't, you're not gonna be able to get great that momentum that's needed because now you're the only one holding that vision and you'll no longer be able to empower your team to make decisions, take risks, and um, really get further faster within your organization. So that's kind of the first phase of setting the foundation for your culture. And the second one involves a concept I've talked about a lot in my podcast around this golden circle or golden triangle really of people, process, and technology. And uh, all of those elements really make part, uh, part of your culture and it's really more of the strategic and tactical elements that go into it. So it's less about the why and probably more of the how um, to what you do. And so, it, uh, if you think about um, the elements that when all of your people process and technology um, creates innovation and automation and scalability and collaboration and communication and, you know, the way the people you hire, the processes you create and the technology you implement, all of those go into the culture and the environment that you're building. And so it's important not to discount those. And I'll talk more deeply about like, how to make sure you're recruiting the the right people, but it's important to make sure that you're understanding. Like if you have your people and your uh, technology, like those go into creating um, the 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 process that you need within your organization. When you have technology and uh, process together, that helps create the automations that you need in your organization. And then when you have technology and people together, that's really the innovative process or the skills that people will learn within an organization. And it empowers them to want to learn more, learn new technologies, um, learn uh, new concepts. Like it's the combination of all those like that gets people excited around it. Same thing with your your vision. Like the, all of these elements go into them engaging with your organization. You can't force employee engagement. Um, yes, like in our organization, we do a lot of employee engagement programs for companies and implement them. And but if that's all you're doing, where you don't have these foundational pieces, you're just going to create a more toxic environment. So you as a leader have to believe in what you're here preaching um, because it will feel disingenuous. People will know that you're not being true. Uh, it uh, It's just something that's very important. So that's really the second phase is, is really understanding your people in your organization, your process that you're building, your technology, and how those play into your culture. And then the third phase is what I call a strategic mission plan. And this is really the what and the how of your organization. So the, 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 perp- the foundational elements that I talked about uh, purpose, values, and vision, those aren't going to change in your organization very much. That's really your why and how you achieve your why within your organization. But your strategic mission plan is really the the what you do in your organization and how you achieve what you do. And so that can definitely change within your organization. And you should be willing to change that as, you, as people come up with new innovations that might force you to pivot what you do. Um, or customers are demanding something different. You might have to pivot what you do. And so um, knowing that you have a strategic mission plan, again, employees can get behind and also knowing that they can come to the table with changes and innovations and saying, hey, I know this is what we plan to do for the next six months, but here's this thing. So being willing to shift and pivot. Now, it doesn't mean that you're just always moving like this where you're never making any directions going back and forth. But if you really analyze it and be like, you're right, I think we do need to do that. that based on what the environment is, you know, what if you made plans in January and then COVID hit? Like you might have to shift plans 
Um, just because you all rally behind a plan in January, you have to be willing to move that. So that's why I call it a strategic mission plan because it does, it needs to be, be able be willing to pivot based on the environment and what you're experiencing along that journey. Um, that's why I'm not a huge proponent of like 10 year plans and five year plans. Yeah, it's great to dream and project and you want that, but you never wanna be so tied to those plans that you're not willing to be able to look up and out and realize that you need to shift and change directions. So um, that's kind of my third element of culture um, that I create. So now that I've mentioned those, I just want to go into a couple just elements that um, you might run into or help help you build your culture. And the first is like the role that HR plays in building your culture. So one of the things that I are big with me, like when we recruit talent, is we do an interview for culture fit before we even talk about skill. And I can tell you that the hardest employees to let go or different ones are the ones that have huge skill, but they don't have the right elements that are going to bring your culture and get you to move further faster. If they're dragging you down in different ways, like those are the ones that are the toughest to let go because they do bring so much skill to the table, but they're also the ones that can create, um, a, stop the momentum within your organization really quickly as well, or burn up a lot of your time. And so, um, that's just my, my thought with HR is always make sure you're doing those pre-screening interviews first to make sure that they're the culture fit. And that's why you can have other people do those screenings uh, before you have a more technical person interview them because you can weed out probably 98% of the candidates before they even get to the, the next person that can screen them for skill. All right, so then the next uh, element I just wanna talk about is the role as the visionary or the founder. So as a visionary myself, um, I put a lot of weight on myself to make sure that the team understands the vision the pe- and the, my leadership team underneath me understand the vision so that they can represent that to um, the team underneath them. And, and uh, so as a visionary, like I have to intrinsically feel it. And I think in a lot of organizations, there's like a track to move from different C-level positions into the CEO position. So a lot of times a non-visionary type person or creative person that realm gets put into a CEO role. And that's difficult because you're only making now decisions off spreadsheets or um just like if you think about like a CFO gets brought into a CEO role, the the hard thing about that is they're used to only making decisions based off numbers a lot of times. So we're sometimes as a as a founder and a visionary, you you have to look ahead and be willing to to be creative and take risks. Um, you know, I always think about Elon Musk, and I'm like, man, would I be able to make those leaps? Like, hey, let's go build a rocket. Like those to me are like dra- big drastic things. Like, would I? Would I be willing? Now he probably had some funding behind him to help, but he still had to be willing to go down that path, and all of the um, all the backlash he would get saying, "No, you're not going to be able to do it." And I know we all as entrepreneurs get that to a degree. Like people don't, uh, they're like, "Oh, you're sure you want to do that?" But then when you're successful, they're like, "Oh, teach me how what you did." Like they don't really believe in you until you have the success. Um, so it is our role as a visionary and founder to intrinsically feel that. And then as far as like leadership whether you're the founder or the leaders within managing groups, like you have to um, have the compassion and humility to be able to, to hear what other people are saying. And it doesn't mean they're always right, but to, to be able to hear it and analyze it and process it and say, hey, is it something that I could have done different? And when you add, don't ever want to lose that human element. Um, I know people always refer to the human aspect of companies as capital. And I, I really don't like to look at it in that element. Um, I always want to see people as people and never become desensitized to that. Um, even as we're having to make tough decisions, it's important to always, always remember that, um, these people matter, 
Um, just like in the political spectrum. These are all people, whether we agree with them or not, and we never want to lose that uh, sensitivity to having that compassion and humility. And we've lost so much of that as leaders. Um, and it's if you have it now, I feel like you're it's a it's not the norm. So uh, I think that's really important. Um, and so that's I just want to leave you with um, if you have a toxic culture, you're probably experiencing disengaged employees, high turnover, um, poor customer relations, like they're they're not feeling it. You're if they're like have this bad aura about them and they're meeting with clients, like your customers are now gonna feel it and then they're not gonna be happy. And so that toxic culture um, is so important to to have. And, uh, and sometimes it's not necessarily your entire team is soured. It's maybe just one person. And so you just have to be mindful of when it's not a good fit um, for, for both people involved. And, um, and you're not, I always, for a long time, I always felt bad, like letting employees go. And I still feel bad, but I realized that it doesn't help them progress if it's not the right fit. And so the sooner you realize when it's not the right fit and you can make those choices, then your the people on your team will trust you sooner knowing that you're safeguarding um, their hard work and their willingness to um, abide by the the policies and procedures that are in there or their willingness to innovate and create and take chances like all those elements if you're creating that environment for that um, you want to safeguard that really closely and I mean I've seen one person sour whole teams I've had to fire a full team before because one person soured that and um, and and it's it's hard because it's hard to come back from it once it gets past a certain point, and uh, and it's not perfect. It's uh, we're we're dealing with humans, imperfect humans, and so um, sometimes we're at fault, sometimes employees at fault, and and it's a journey. I used to always get upset when employees left, and and it's it's not. It's just like life is a journey to become better people. Same thing as an organization. Over time, you learn from mistakes and you grow. And no matter how many business books you read, sometimes you just gotta to learn it and experience it, and. Um, so I just, that, that's all I really have for you guys today. I just want to leave you with kind of what I started at the beginning with is, is feel it, figure out who you are as an organization to be true to that. Um, don't focus so much on your competition. Know what's out there. But then the day, look at yourself, look at your vision and make decisions on what feels right for you and your organization and then go forward. And, um, and it really is the way that you can decrease the fear of the or- within your organization um, when you can get behind that vision and rally it and then just move forward and you'll be able to move forward faster because your team will be united together. So, all right. Um, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. Hope you enjoy these and uh, I will see you next week. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Doesn't have to be so hard Business and life made simple